0: Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Sports Night, Dears Aiden. I am Dearest Sims and thank you for joining us. Today, we have our weekly NFL recap as we're reviewing all 16 games from week two of this NFL season. Let's get it started with the NFC South Divisional matchup as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeat the New Orleans Saints 20-10. Tampa Bay snaps that four-game losing streak to New Orleans as the Saints have five second-half turnovers, which led to the Bucks having 17 consecutive points from the beginning of that game all the way to about the the middle of the fourth quarter this was a defensive chess match you know both of these offenses were battle tested tom brady couldn't get anything going in that first half for the bucks but at the end of the day in that fourth quarter the saints made an excusable minimum mistakes the saints had four turnovers in nine plays if that doesn't scream undisciplined football i don't know what is I mean, you'll get Chris Olave in that, you know, late in the fourth quarter having this huge fumble, uh, which um which unfortunately gives possession to Tampa Bay and they cap it off, um, I believe, you know, with the score. These are mistakes that cost you the game, these are mistakes that cost you the division for New Orleans. New Orleans is my dark horse team, the NFC. I still sick by that statement, but at the end of the day, James Winston cannot continue to be playing like this. He needs to play better. I understand he has some injuries. I believe he had four fractures in his back. I don't know how he possibly played in that game, but he did. it at the end of the day, performance-wise, they, James Winston, just from a quarterback standpoint, played terrible, and that's the reason why. That's one of the main reasons why they lost this divisional game versus the Bucks. Let's move on this next game as the Miami Dolphins complete a huge historic comeback against the Baltimore Ravens as they went 42-38. to 38. The Dolphins outscored the Ravens 28-3 to 3 in the second half. That trio between Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Waddle, and Tyreek Hill looks scary. Really, really scary. Tua Tagovailoa proved the haters wrong. You know, he put up an historic individual performance. So did Jalen Waddle as well. And we saw how precise and how accurate too, it can be with the throws. I mean, he's completing bombs. This Tyreek and, and Waddle down the field. And at the end of the day, even though it was an incredible combat, we just can't ignore the fact that that Ravens defense played just horrible. Lamar, you're saying Lamar Jackson put up a performance like that? A performance that gets you paid millions and millions of dollars. A performance that that they can possibly make you the highest paid quarterback to ever play in the NFL and your defense caps that individual performance off with that. That is again, uh, j- just lackluster football. And at, and if the Ravens did unfortunately miss the playoffs, hypothetically speaking, the main reason would be because of that defense. I just don't see how you could just let that, um, that score just slip and that, and that game just slipped out of your hands like that. Just inexcusable. Let's move on to the next game. Another big comeback as the Arizona Cardinals defeat the Las Vegas Raiders 29-23. Cardinals complete a overtime thriller against the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders fall to 0-2 in a competitive AFC West. This may be time to press that little panic button for the Raiders. You know, both ends for the Raiders looked horrible in the second half. You're seeing that offense has... That much talent. Their car has so much talent around him between Devontae Adams, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the league. Darren Waller, a top five tied in in the league undisputedly. Hunter Renfro, a very underrated wide receiver in this league. Josh Jacobs, uh, I'm not, I'm not the worst running back in the league. And you continue to not put up monster individual performances game after game that defense looked terrible i think that again i said the raiders were going to be the worst team will be probably one of the worst teams um uh, in their division just solely based off of the concerns i had defensively especially with the secondary uh even though i have a lot of respect for jonathan abram he is you know he's no Tyron Matthew, you know, he's no M- Marcus Williams or anybody like that. He's not top tier. And I believe the defense, especially the secondary, um, will be the reason why the Raiders can possibly fall out contention, not just for the playoffs, but for just for a contention for the AFC West crown as well. Let's move on to the next game as the Dallas Cowboys surprisingly defeat the Cincinnati Bengals 20 to 17. The reigning AFC champs fall to 0-2 after a down-to-the-wire game uh, to a Cooper Rush-led Dallas Cowboys. You know, that Cowboys offensive of line and that Dallas Cowboys wide receiver core really stepped up in this game, and the Cowboys have to continue not to play scary. They have to get everybody involved. Look at that game, Noah Brown, statistically speaking, was their best wide receiver, and even though C.D. Lamb got his touches, you have to get everybody involved, that includes Schultz, that includes Zeke and Powered as well, I can't scream this enough, get the running game involved, feed Zeke, get him his touches, he can give you five, six yards every carry, I can guarantee you that, okay, let's move on to the next game, as the Kansas City Chiefs, when an AFC West divisional matchup against the Chargers, twenty-seven to twenty-four, the Chargers' late-game management and late-game decisions continue to be a problem. It has not; they have not escaped that problem from previous years. Um, and it may not be time to press that panic button. Definitely not. But we cannot ignore the concerns about the down-to-the-wire decisions made by Brandon Staley. Um, in crunch time. You can't ignore it. The Chiefs are still the kings of the AFC West, and if that game on Thursday night did not prove uh, otherwise, I, I don't know what to tell you. Patrick Mahomes is still arguably the best quarterback in the league. Travis he's still the best tight end in the league. That defense really stepped up, and I believe we can really make an argument here that the Kansas City Chiefs offense this year may actually be better than the Chiefs offense last year when they had Tyreek Hill. You could argue that you look, you have so many weapons between Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith Schuster and Marquise Valdez Ganley. and you have uh, a solid solid tight end room. Don't forget about Don't forget about Clyde Edwards healer in the backfield. That Chiefs' offense looks really scary this year, and I can't wait to see what happens throughout the remainder of the season. Let's move on um, to another game as the Los Angeles Rams defeat the Atlanta Falcons thirty-one to twenty-seven. The Rams follow. Your disappointing season opening loss to the Bills with a one versus a none. I'm not going to have a lot to say about this game. Uh, all I have to say is that the Rams were, th- were supposed to win this game. They almost choked, but they won. Um, And they have to continue to move in the right direction. And Matthew Saber has to continue to get not just Cooper Cup involved offensively, but also guys like Tyler Higby and Cam Akers and Alan Robinson as well. Was to the next game as the New, as the new England Patriots march in. Into Pittsburgh and defeat the Steelers seventeen to fourteen. This was definitely not a pretty game for either team. This, both offenses looked pretty shaky. Both Trubisky and Mac Jones threw for both one touchdown and one interception each. I believe, even though the Patriots won this game, I still have a lot of concerns about you know just. How much talent is being produced on the field offensively? This AFC is different this year. It's a different animal. It's a different beast, and I believe if the Patriots don't find that dynamic offense, I don't believe we will see them in the playoffs this year. But the Steelers, you know, they're unfortunately without you no know, T.J. Watt. Najee Harris was dealing with some injuries uh, throughout the week, um, but I still believe that the Steelers can fi- can possibly somehow some somehow some way. Find their way possibly to the top um of the AFC North this year. Possible, just possibly, I'm Just saying. Let's move on to the next game as the New York Jets defeat the Cleveland Browns 31 to 30. The Jets avoid a 0 and 2 start for the first time in four years. They scored 14 points in the final two minutes of this game. And you know, this is just classic Cleveland Brown football. How do you let that happen? 14 points in a matter of 120 seconds. That is unbelievable. Joe Flacco is looking like the next coming of Joe Namath or Dan Marino. It's crazy to me. Um, But on a a factual note, Garrick Wilson, the rookie wide receiver for the New York Jets, looks really, really scary. Um, I believe that he could honestly be in the running for, just from a wide wide receiver standpoint and conversation for, off missive rookie of the year this year. Don't count him out this year. He is gonna put up monster performances for the Jets all season long. And hopefully they can they can continue uh the success um in the right these next couple of games. The Jets next game because it is against the O and two reigning AFC champs, Cincinnati Bengals. So I will be very intrigued and very um tuned in into that game. Alright, let's move to the next one. Saturday Night football, the Chicago Bears just get demolished by the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Packers win 27-10. The Packers are slowly finding their way offensively. They will be tested on both ends versus Tampa Bay next week. And, you know, Alan Lazard is back, but I do believe if the Packers want to take that next step into finding their identity offensively without Demonte Adams, they need David Batiari back. Um, they, they need him back. He, that is arguably one of the best, if not the best offensive linemen in all of football today. And I believe they get him back. It will make a huge, huge impact about how Aaron Rodgers is able to maneuver in the pocket. You know, Aaron Jones had a monster game. Um, And Alan Zard is back. They're number one wide receiver as of now. So Aaron Rodgers has, you know, just his full wide receiver room back and healthy this year. So we will see how it goes next week versus Tampa Bay again. Tampa Bay will not have Mike Evans next week due to due to a suspension, and they may possibly be without Chris Godwin as well. So the Packers may march to the Tampa Bay and steal a game um, versus Tom Brady and the Bucks. Let's move into the next game. Panthers lose to the New York Football Giants, 19 to 16. The Giants start 2 and 0 for the first time since 2016, and um, Brian Dable. Look, is <laughs> looking like the next time coming build ourselves here. I mean, he's turning this Giants organization around. Saquon Barkley is looking incredible throughout these first two weeks of the season. Uh, looking like a comic player of the year candidate for sure. Daniel Jones, you know, he's not on the hot seat again. Haven't heard any bad things about him so far. Um, but at the end of the day, this is the Carolina Panthers. They are arguably the worst team in the league. Matt Rule is really, really on the hot seat. I mean, he's probably going to be like. One more loss and he and he may be out the door. You know, okay, so great win for the Giants and hopefully they can they can, you know, continue the success, but just don't be the Cowboys next week on Monday Night Football. Okay, let's move on to a surprising a surprising game here and a complete embarrassment as the Colts get shut out versus their divisional rivals, the Jacksonville Jaguars As the Jaguars wins twenty-four-to-zero. Colts get against just straight up embarrassed. It looks like the Colts have hit just rock bottom. Their O line went from one of the best in the league to one of the worst. Okay. Efficiency speaking, um, the Colts right now are ranked thirty first out of thirty second, efficiency wise, offensively. And that O line is so bad, it's not allowing Jonathan Taylor, in my opinion, the best running back in the league, to be um his complete self as a player. You know, I know they were I know the Colts this past game were without Michael Pittman Jr. I know they were th- I know they were without um Shaquille Leonard, but that is no excuse to get shut out, especially against the Jaguars here. Just inexcusable and hopefully the Colts can bounce back. hopefully the Colts can bounce back in the next couple of weeks. Let's move to the next game as the Commanders lose to the Lions thirty 36- six to twenty seven, the Lions get their first one of this uh the season behind a great performance from golf. Um you no, know, the Lions are are a team and everybody's sorry right now. We all want them to win, we all want them to have success, and hopefully they can this year. Dan Campbell, M C D C, DC, can they keep it up? That will be a question for another day. But again, great team win by the Detroit Lions. Let's move to, to um uh, another uh interesting game and a. Uh, well, I knew so much from this game as the San Francisco 49ers defeated the Seattle Seahawks 27-7. to This injury to Trey Lance is nothing short of brutal. And it's a good thing that they kept Jimmy G. If you go back a couple episodes ago to, um, you know, our Dark Horse NFL teams, you know, Aiden picked the 49ers as his Dark Horse team coming out of the NFC. And I said, Trey Lance, I don't believe he was ready. And that was during the preseason. And this injury is, again, a very, very unfortunate season ending injury uh, due to a broken ankle. But, again, it's a good thing they kept Jimmy G. Jimmy G is undisputedly a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. He should be starting for an NFL team right now. He shouldn't be a backup to anybody. And Jimmy G can definitely lead this team to the playoffs. He can definitely possibly even lead them back to an NFC championship game. Um, that's how I see it. if Jimmy G can continue the success he has had in the past, then I have no doubt in my mind that, you know, Jimmy G may be the guy instead of Trey Lance, uh, for the 49ers going into the future. Let's move to the next game. Monday night football, man. The Eagles defeat the Vikings 24 to 7. That Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles look incredible. Jalen Hurst is playing like a top 10 QB. And then MVP Kennedy, and that's coming from a Dallas Cowboys fan. Man, it, it hurts for me to say that. But again, Kirk Cousins still can't perform under the bit under the brightest lights. I mean, he can't win a Monday Night Football game. to save his like whether it's him in Washington or whether it's him in Minnesota. He just can't win. He just he just can't win like that. He's the definition of mid. But you know, we're going to get to detail. You no, know, Darius Slay had a monster performance. I believe he had two picks, almost three, but he dropped one. Um that office, man. That, that's scary. You know, AJ Brown did not have the best game. I believe he had around, you know, 60, 70 yards, Devontae Smith. Uh, didn't get didn't have a monster game as well. But what Jalen Hurst is able to do as a quarterback in and outside of the pocket. It's nothing short of incredible. It's nothing short of perfection. And I believe Jalen Hurston right now will be the sole reason why the Philadelphia Eagles will have a lot of success this season, possibly, winning the NFC East this year. And we can possibly maybe note them as a possible Super Bowl contender this year. Yes, I said it. Yes, I'm going to stick with it. And we shall see um, there are these next couple weeks of the season. There are only six teams left in the nfl out of 32 that are undefeated and the philadelphia eagles are one of them so we will see how the rest of this season plays out next week on our week three recap let's move to the other monday night football game as the buffalo bills defeat the tennessee titans 41-7 i mean this was just complete you know just a blowout just blew them out the water that bill's offense looked is looking legendary. It's looking unstoppable. Like I don't believe any defense in the NFL can stop this offense right now. They are on fire. They don't. They are on a roll. And mind you, this is only week two of this NFL season. You know, Von Miller may have been you know that missing piece to the puzzle for the Bills defense because other than that game, you know, that linebacker duel, that linebacker duel between Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. That Those two just single-handedly took over the game with their presence and their blitz packages. They threw Ryan Tannehill off his game. And, you know, just just to add on to throwing Tannehill off his game, it still looks like the Titans have, don't have their identity. And I said this when we discussed, you know, our divisional picks. I didn't see the Titans winning the AFC South this year just solely because I did not have a lot of confidence on how the offense was going to maneuver without guys like AJ Brown and a guy Hugo Jones. That wide receiver core is honestly one of the worst in the league. And even though they have Robert Williamson, I know they have, I believe, Burks uh, out of Arkansas. His first name escapes me. I apologize for that. But, you know, the offense that outside, you know, those outside weapons, your wide receivers, your big play guys, uh, it's not it right now. And Derrick Henry is definitely not looking like a top running back in the NFL right now. Um, even though he had a touchdown on Monday, he's he just does not look the same. He does not look like the same player. He does not look as dynamic as he's had like he has in the past. He is not the best running back in the nfl right now and that is not a hot take at all okay and with ryan Tannehill, you know it would that 2019 2020 season certainly fluke right now and defensively i know you're without um harold landry i believe that's probably your best defense player right now um the only i believe key veteran you have is kevin byard and you know we haven't heard his name called out a lot uh throughout these past two seasons so um it's a lot of questions a lot of concerns for tennessee right now i believe you know on monday that was probably like monday one of mike Vrabel's worst losses as a coach as the head coach of the tennessee titans and i and i believe this will be a very disappointing season for titan for the tennessee Titans and the tennessee titans fan as and the tennessee titans fans as well so we shall see now let's move on to this final game um as the houston texans lose to the Denver broncos 9-16 the broncos still look a little shaky to me and that's not a hot take you know their red zone offense still looks horrendous the offense needs to find their identity and they need to find it now and i don't believe russell wilson with all the respect is the type of qb where you just drop him into a system and he automatically just Bits and they automatically win games. I believe there's only a few quarterbacks in the NFL that can possibly do that. I think those guys are Mahomes, Allen, Brady, Rogers. and not saying that Russell Wilson does not have the talent or, or the hardware as those other four guys I just named. It is it, it's, it's just you know just a matter of your personnel and who you're working with, you're working with a guy who has never been a head coach a day in his life with name, with Nathaniel Hackett, a guy who was the office coordinator for the Green Bay Packers last year. Your personnel had, basically has no idea what they're doing first time, um, and that was pretty evident on their first game of season, Monday Night Football versus the Seahawks. You know, you look at that red zone offense, I believe they, in the red zone, they've had a total of 22 plays, and, they, and out of those 22 plays, 18 of those plays have been passes and out of those 18 passes eight of those passes have been completed which means the rest of us has a qbr of six run the ball in the red zone you have plenty of weapons at the at the running back position between melvin gordon and javante williams give them the ball in the red zone and they will give you touchdowns there is no need to run there is no need to pass in. there is no need to pass in the red zone when you have those two weapons at running back okay and you know, I'm not trying to disrupt, but he needs to be more consistent with, you know, where he's going with the football. He needs to be more consistent about when and where he's going to have check down passes and to whom is it going to. And I know you're trying to figure out this new system. I know you have, you know, you have two dynamic guys on the outside between Jerry, Judy, and Corwin Sutton. Um, And you have a pretty solid, end and Noah Font. And I just mentioned that solid running back core, but it takes time, I understand. I understand that you have to be patient, especially when you have a veteran quarterback who has been in the system for basically a decade going into the new team. But at the end of the day, you're competing in an entirely different conference. This AFC is a beast. This division is full of phenomenal great players, phenomenal players. And if you're only winning by seven points against the Houston Texans, with which, which, with all due respect, is one of the worst teams in the league, you are not going to win your division, and you may not make the playoffs this year. So Russell Wilson, Daniel Hackett, somebody needs to find out what is going on with that offense and how they need, how they can fix it, and how they can fix it immediately. That's all I need to say about the Broncos, and hopefully they will get in tuned by their next game in week three so we have just covered all 16 games of week two of this nfo season so guys thank you for joining us here on sports And if you have not already make sure to like this video make sure to subscribe to our channel make sure to comment down below and also make sure to hit the bell for updates from our channel so you can get notified every time we drop videos community posts and you know just updates about our audio on spotify and apple Podcasts, and when they're out and um with that being said thank you guys for joining us on the show again i am darius adams and thank you for joining us here on another edition of sports under is 80 until then guys we will see you next time until then guys peace see you soon